Transplants and immigrants are different, and it's a respect thing. Okay, how so? So that's where I answer, what is a New Yorker? It is how you respect the city and the culture that the city has. Mm -hmm. You don't judge it. You don't critique it. You don't try to modify it to your comfort or where you're from. Mm -hmm. You understand that it has its own culture. Mm -hmm. And it's a subculture within the larger culture of the country. Yes. And then a, a subculture within the larger culture of the state. Gossip Nista here, your one and only source into the real lives of New Yorkers and what it's like to live in New York City. So is it all glitz and glamour? Where do you start? What should you know? And who am I? I'll tell you everything you need to know and you'll thank me for it. XOXO, Gossip Nista. Hello, hola, and welcome to the Gossip Nista podcast. I'm your host, Mariana Monks, or as many of you often hear me say, Mariana Monks. I thought I'd switch this up for you today because we are going to dive deep into New York's culture, subcultures, the R-E-S-P-E-C-T we should have for it, as you heard there in the intro. We're also going to talk about stereotypes of the city, some of the gentrification that has happened here, advice for newcomers to New York and some really, really profound feedback for native New Yorkers from my guests, all of course while making the main narrative about my talented guests, Catherine G. Mendoza and her New York story plus career path as a creative producer, voice actor, comedy writer, and can I just say the list goes on, this girl is uber talented. She's going to cover so many topics with me that you can actually expect a two-episode drop with Catherine. Yes, that is two episodes. The next one is a surprise, so stay tuned and keep an eye out for that. Catherine actually had me laughing throughout our whole conversation while also just profoundly making me see things about NYC and New Yorkers in a whole new way. All right, so as a Brooklynite and Manhattanite who was actually cool before being cool was a thing... Catherine opens up about so much. You're just going to want to keep listening and hear more. And you know what? You can. You can actually binge on all her content and connect with her on her social medias, which I'm going to link in the show notes here. So do that. Listen to this episode. Connect with Catherine on social. Look out for the next episode with her. But without further ado, here's my interview with Catherine G. Mendoza. Hi. 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 I I cannot believe I am meeting the one, the oh, only, no. Catherine G. Mendoza. Que vergüenza. No, no, no vergüenza. <laughs> es un honor de tenerte aquí, so thank you. Thank you for having me. Of course. Oh, yeah. my gosh. I'm not going to give it away. I'm just going to ask the first question that I ask, okay? So that way people can, like, know off the bat. Like, I start off with, like, are you a born native? Are you, like, coming from somewhere else? Tell us your New York story. In the, <laughs> in, in the summer of 1988. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, no, I am born and raised in New York City, um, Brooklyn in particular. Mm -hmm. I was born in Brooklyn Hospital. It doesn't, I'm always, I tell people, like, says it on the birth certificate, uh -huh. Brooklyn Hospital. Okay. Um, and I was raised in Williamsburg. Mm. And then I like to, at this point, at this age, I like to say I'm half from Williamsburg, mm -hmm. half from Lower Manhattan. Okay. But I don't say the Lower East Side because mm -hmm. there's lower than the lower. Ooh, yeah. interesting. Okay. So I'm lower than the lower. That's okay, awesome. and this is coming from a New Yorker. So yeah. one, first, before I even ask my next question, define that. So okay. we know what you're talking about. <laughs> so a lot of people will understand that the Lower East Side, um, it's like a little hub. It's the bottom, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it doesn't have... East, because it's technically all East, but when you think okay. of Battery Park and yeah. Fidei, that's would be considered the West of the Lower. Okay. Right? Because okay. it's on yes. the other side yes. of the island. Mm -hmm. I live in between. Mm -hmm. So I don't quite live. Um, the east side still in, like, when we think of bridges, mm -hmm. it encompasses the Williamsburg Bridge. Mm -hmm. But I live in a neighborhood 
um, called Two Bridges. I'm in between the Manhattan and between mm-hmm. the Brooklyn. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so it's a small little pocket, yes. which is lower than the Lower East Side. Okay. Right? I hear you. I yeah. hear you. But it's not Battery Park. No. Or Chinatown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've, I've been to Two Bridges. I believe yeah. I have. I, I like that area. It's a very bustling area. Yeah. It's close to the bridge, but not necessarily. Right next to right. it. Okay. I'm, then I'm right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for defining that. Yeah. Okay. So you're saying Williamsburg, Lower Lower East Side. Lower, lower Manhattan. <laughs> lower Manhattan. Yeah. And have you always been in these two neighborhoods? Like, tell yeah. me, what has your experience been in New York? Have you, have you lived outside of these neighborhoods? Anywhere else? Any other neighborhoods? I mean, aside from college, mm-hmm. like, I went to school in upstate New York, so mm-hmm. like central New York. Okay. Um, small, small town called Oneonta. I lived, you could say I lived there. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to spend, like, extensive summers in rural mm-hmm. Florida. Mm-hmm. So I like to say that I, there was a significant time mm-hmm. in my adolescence that when I say summers, yeah, I'm talking yeah, yeah. years after yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I've had relationships. I've relationshiped in other boroughs. <laughs> haven't? No, well, I haven't. I'm married. <laughs> other people <laughs> listening here, okay? Okay, I like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So are you saying your parents live in Williamsburg still? Like your family is no. there? No. No? Okay. No, no, no. Um, my well, my my father does, okay. but my mother. I grew up with my mom. She lives in the Lower East Side and also in Florida. Oh, she's at, okay. she's half and half. Yeah. Um, and a majority of my family is either in the Bronx, Florida. That's about it. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. It all just makes sense now. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> now tell us. I don't get too many native New Yorkers on yeah. the podcast. I mean, I have, but. I want to hear your New York story. Like, what okay. has it been like growing up like a native New Yorker? Jeez. You don't have to, like, you know. I know. I know. I know. I don't have to get um, super, like, uh, poetic about it. But I will say, I think it's interesting because when I think of this question, one of the first things I think of is you're not aware of where you grow up. You just grow up there. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's the thing people don't understand about the New York experience where it's like you just grow up in on your block, in your neighborhood, in that radius. Mm. You become aware when you have the freedom, which in some parts of New York City, some people learn how to drive and they get a car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, mm-hmm. freedom is the trains. Mm-hmm. The first time you're allowed to leave your neighborhood. Okay. And what right. was that? Like for me, um, Actively, high school. Okay. Like, okay. my mom was in a, like, would let me take the train within Brooklyn, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but into the city, into right. the other boroughs, yeah. mm-hmm. by myself, yeah. high school. Okay. And so, I think with time, I grew up realizing that it's a, it's a unique experience to grow up in New York City, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. And it actually became more, I, I became more aware of it as I came across other people who weren't from New York. Mm, and who are those people? <laughs> Give me some examples. Um, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I spent summers in Florida. Mm-hmm. And so New York wasn't the topic of conversation out there, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah, they knew where I was from if I did meet someone. Mm-hmm. But it was more in the working world um, when I was, you know, my, my counterparts were people from other states. Mm. And then it was questions or comments of like, one of the things from being like being from Williamsburg is um, people might go, where are you from? Mm-hmm. And I'll go, um, Brooklyn. We're in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Williamsburg. Mm-hmm. No, where are you from? Okay. And I go, Williamsburg. Right. Because there's this assumption that people aren't from Williamsburg. Oh, interesting. Right. I mean, that's a neighborhood. Except people think it started with the gentrification unless they're from New York City. Mm, what was it like? It was a neighborhood. Okay. But the thing is that it's like there's this, like, idea mm-hmm. that people can't be from. I've heard mm-hmm. this multiple times. No, I, I'm at, where are you from? Not where do you live? And I'm yeah. like, I don't live there. I'm from there. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's interesting. So that's okay. how I became very aware of, like, oh, yeah, um, I guess it's a unique childhood to. Yeah. Yeah. To, to, to be a native. And yeah. to grow up in your, like you said, radius neighborhood. And right. then coming outside of that, you start meeting maybe like a lot of the tourists, a lot of the people, a lot of the people that are not from here, the transplants and yeah. all that, right? And, yeah. And, okay. And so, okay, so you haven't lived in too many neighborhoods, but have dated in yeah. some neighborhoods. Yes. Um, and then your experience in New York, love hearing that. Tell me some specifics on what you like and dislike about New York City. Oh, mm. Mm-hmm. um, love 
So I did miss saying that I spent about four months in L.A. Mm -hmm. And it made me really appreciate public transportation here. Mm -hmm. 100%. And I'm not talking about safety because, frankly, uh, whether here or there, Mm -hmm. um, it's a class thing. So it's real. It's real on on the buses in L.A. What do you mean? Because I've dabbled on like a a bus here and there. Not too often because you don't need to, right? And not if you have a car. Right, right, right. So like how, what is the difference there? Um, So I lived both on the west side Mm -hmm. and I lived on the east side while Mm -hmm. I was there. So I was on both buses Mm -hmm. and I was always, my job was in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. So it was always getting right to the middle, Mm -hmm. right? Um, I feel like on the west side, it was a lot of people who lived on the east side and worked central Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. who were going east, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then on the east side, it was people who were going west. Mm -hmm. But I noticed that um, poverty-wise... It was mostly East. There were a lot more of the homeless people in Hollywood. There were a lot more of the homeless people um, in neighborhoods on the East Side. I lived mm-hmm. in Echo Park at that mm-hmm, point. And mm-hmm. although it was gentrifying, mm-hmm. it's like the Williamsburg Those of... Gilas, um, yes. You know, Highland. Uh, what's that? Yeah, there's a lot of Silver Lake. There. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right? Super, like trendy... Like I said, gentrifying areas, every yeah. park, like just okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, but the but the people on the bus were the people who couldn't afford to have a car, mm-hmm. or like me, can't drive, right? You can't drive. You I can't drive at all. Even being in California, you at never all. wanted to learn. No, nope. Okay, there you have it. She <laughs> does not have a driver's no. license. She is a native New Yorker. No, I have a permit, okay. but I don't have a license. I'm uh, I'm a two. Um, decade permit holder. <laughs> I oh like to say God. that. I'm very proud of that. Okay. I, I can pass the test, the written test. Yes. No need to drive, period. period. I mean, I want to learn eventually. Yeah. I just, I haven't. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. being in New York City, mm-hmm. I don't have no, to necessarily. To. Okay. So totally hear you on that, you know, the LA love versus like New York in that sense. Yeah. I'd like to hear a little bit more on like, just because just you know, like maybe you don't, I'm from LA. Yeah, Not no. from LA, but like I grew up, I lived there for years. And so I know exactly the West Side. I know all the yeah. areas, I know everything. Yeah. Like, what do you think the difference between like LA and New York is? <laughs> like, Oh man, um, you mean culturally? Culturally, people, experiences, like just if you could put I- it in a nutshell. Well, I feel like in the neighborhoody places, mm-hmm. you know, um, as I said, I lived in um, in Echo Park at that time, and I lived by the park, mm-hmm. and so That's nice. Like it was very mm-hmm. nice. Mm-hmm. Like I understood how how much of a privilege it was for me to live across the street from the park, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But culturally, although um, I did grow up with all types of Latinos in New York, Mm -hmm. it's heavily Mexican and Mexican American Mm -hmm. out there. Mm -hmm. So to me, waking up to what is, what felt very um, festival-y at the Mm -hmm. park on nice days Mm -hmm. where people are selling elotes and stuff. And that wasn't, that was new to me. Uh, Really? Oh my God, girl, I grew up on those. I know. Okay, we're going to have to talk like what your culture background (laughs) is and like define mine as we're doing this. Okay, I'm Mexican. Yeah. Full on Mexican. And so like elote, chicharrones, you know, the, Park barbecues, uh, piñatas, all that stuff. Yeah. Very Mexican, right? Okay. Yeah, but it was nice. Mm-hmm. It was like homey. Mm-hmm. Even though it wasn't my culture, right. it was homey. What is your culture? Let's, I'm, let's... I'm Ecuadorian. Okay. okay. Yeah, but um, I, I like to tell people, though, uh, I like to say I'm a New Yorker first mm-hmm. and then my family's Ecuadorian mm-hmm. because let me go to Ecuador. They're going to be like, no, nope. you're from the United States. Yeah, that's what I get to. So, I mean, yeah, we can't win. Right. No, you can't. And either way. But it's interesting because it is a fact, like you said, you know, in California, L.A., it, it is Hispanic and, and Mexican, you know, more so than it is like other cultures of like Latin America, you know, and so forth. Like here, Ecuadorian, Dominicans, you know, Cubans, uh, Honduras, like anywhere. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. all right. We've defined it, guys. Here we are. <laughs> okay, so back to your specific likes and dislikes. Yes. Love. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the dislikes, because I said the like, mm-hmm. um, a dislike in New York it's a little hard, but it's not that it's, I don't have one. I think that a dislike might be, hmm, it's funny because it's like, I, I, this is such a dumb dislike because it is what New York is, Okay. which is the fact that New York is never ending, mm. meaning it never is going to be finished. 
there will always be something new, like whether it's a new uh, building, whether mm-hmm. there's a change in a neighborhood. And that's the unfortunate part mm-hmm. because you want to preserve the New York that you grew up in. Okay. But it's never ending. And that's kind of the beauty of it. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to, it changed before I was here and yeah. it will change later. So I kind of hate the yeah. reality of that because it just means at some point it won't look like what it was if you're from here. Mm, and it hasn't, right? I'm sure to the extent as like you growing up. And what I mean, I'm from like, Williamsburg, so it don't look the same. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. What about the Lower East? I mean, the Lower, that's like the historic culture area of like Manhattan, right? Like, yeah. I mean, depending because, you know, there's Upper Manhattan, Harlem, mm-hmm. but it's more like, uh, Lower Manhattan, I like to think that the reason why that part, it, it's going to be harder to change it is because it was the hub of artists, especially mm-hmm. in certain areas, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like you're not changing the financial district. You're mm-hmm. not changing you Wall yeah. Street. Those yeah. are those are yeah, what yeah. they are. Mm-hmm. Um, even Chinatown has a historic or Little mm-hmm. Italy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So in reality, you would only be able to change Alphabet City mm-hmm. in the lower, in Lower Manhattan. Right, right. And Alphabet City always lived somewhere in between creative and commerce. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So gentrification won't hit it in the same way it hits neighborhoody borough neighborhoods. Mm, okay. Because yeah, those weren't creative and commerce. Okay. I hear you. Right. I don't know if everyone listening might understand <laughs> that aspect, but it's like Alphabet City has been there for a long time. It is still holding its creativeness. It hasn't yes. fully gentrified, but, you know. Well, it won't because when you think about it, um, uh, gentrification also, it's its an economic thing, right? Mm-hmm. So artists have always been there. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the first wave of gentrification in Williamsburg, I can talk about, mm-hmm. was just artists, mm-hmm. right? Artists who lived in the lofts, yep. right? And they lived there at a low cost. They weren't necessarily changing the neighborhood mm-hmm. to the extent that it is now, mm-hmm. but they were the look for the neighborhood to change, yes. where the Lower East Side has always had them there. Mm, okay. So real estate wise, you're not looking at it any like it's not prosperous. It's like that's you. what it's always been. I think you defined it with like the look and yeah. the direction and so forth. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> now I'm gonna, I have to ask this and you sure. probably already expressed it in one way or another during yeah. our conversation, but it's okay, you know, there's a thing about what makes New York New York and what yeah. makes New Yorkers New Yorkers. Mm-hmm. Like what is it? Define it for you. Uh, hmm. I mean, the easy answer, a lot of people will say the melting pot thing, but that's not really it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm I'm a child of an immigrant. So mm-hmm. for me, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not a generation in, mm-hmm. which is if I had a child, my mm-hmm. child is a generation in New Yorker. OK. Yep. Right. My yep. nieces and nephews are. OK. Um, which is a whole different other experience. But mm-hmm. as a child of an immigrant, mm-hmm. To some degree, there is still possibility. Mm -hmm. That's still what I look at the city as, Mm -hmm. which is why I like to look at um, transplants and immigrants are different. Mm. And it's a respect thing. Okay. How so? So that's where I answer what is a New Yorker. It is how you respect the city and the culture that the city has. Mm -hmm. You don't judge it. Mm -hmm. You don't critique it. You don't try to modify it to your comfort or where you're from. Mm -hmm. You understand that it has its own culture. Mm -hmm. And it's a subculture within the larger culture of the country. Yes. And then a a subculture within the larger culture of the state. Oh, my gosh. Yes, yes, So, yeah. And we're going to talk about those cultural things. (laughs) Make New York as we move along in our podcast. If people are like, what is she talking? No worries. We're getting there. Oh, my God. But I I 100% know what you're talking about, right? Like, it's really, again, respecting that culture. Culture. Yeah. All right. So that is like for New York as a whole, right? New York City. New York City. What yeah. about like what what makes a New Yorker? I mean that. That's it's true. understanding like uh I mean, you know, I'll joke in, in my videos that like uh we understand mind your business and get out of the way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's a respect thing. Mm, okay. Respectfully mind your business. Mm-hmm. Or you just made it your business. Mm, okay. And respectfully get out of the way because people have places to go mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right yeah but yeah. that's the one word that people will say is both honest and offensive in new york city i can say respectfully and be respectful mm-hmm. i can also say respectfully and be disrespectful yeah yeah for sure so for new, sure. a new yorker understands what respect means in new york mm. and until so that's whether you're born and raised whether you're um you know you've moved here from another part of the country or from anywhere else in the world when you can sit there and understand those social norms mm-hmm. you're a new yorker 
So mind your business. Is mind that, your business. <laughs> is that like the key takeaway? And get out of the way. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I feel like even on my way here, I literally, someone like didn't go on the light and we were in between the thing. And I was like, excuse me. And like, he's like, huh? And I was like, move. Yes, like, get out of the like, way. Get out the like, I was so mad. Like, who are you? Uh, we are in a touristy area as we're recording. So, right. all right. Um, perfect. Thank you for defining that. Now, Catherine, I know you must have a million only in New York stories, right? Oh, like Lord. things that like you could say like, you know, like, because it doesn't happen to other people in the world, right? Like, what are some things or one story that you could say, like, all right, this is a very, like, this only happens in New York moment? I mean, that's, that's so hard because it's, 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 <laughs> it's having to be conscious of something you've always like, known, Okay, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. uh, but. I could say today, mm. this isn't, I, I mean, this isn't a New York story because I, I have a similar-esque story mm. in L.A. on the bus. But today on the bus, mm-hmm. um, and this is a larger conversation about where New York City is right now and um, the reason for a lot of the public transportation issues, mm. which I like to think has to do with the city's relationship with mental health mm-hmm. and the people who've mm-hmm. needed it. Yep. Mm-hmm. But... In relation to that, mm-hmm. someone came on the bus mm-hmm. and immediately the first thing was about the mask. Mm-hmm. I couldn't see them. I, I'm hearing them behind me. Mm-hmm. Right. And they're like, uh, oh, of course, I need to put on a mask before somebody complains. Mm-hmm. That was my first instinct of mm-hmm. pay attention. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I don't even turn at that right, point. Right, right. And then they go, they better have masks on this bus because you know how they, now there's the mask yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. And I guess they did. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Maybe two minutes go by. And he and this person starts yelling, stop looking at me at someone else. Okay. And now the other gentleman who I can just hear by voice, the first gentleman's probably 20s or 30s. The other gentleman was about 50s okay. by the sound of their voice. Uh-huh. And they're going on a shouting match. Oh, wow. Nothing is happening. And this is happening for at least seven stops mm. until, on, on a express bus. Okay. So I'm sitting there just like counting down my stops. So Express is like the one that goes faster, right? Yes. So you don't have to stop every two stops no. on the local? No, okay. but you're on it longer without yeah. stops. Oh, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So you're like, yep. I mm-hmm. have no exit at mm-hmm. this point. Um, and that's not the really only New York moment. Mm-hmm. It was the fact that when the first gentleman got off the bus, um, we think situation over, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. No, right before the bus leaves... This person had already walked away. I could see him. I watched from the corner of my eye. Runs back and punches the window, breaks the glass. I'm sitting by the glass. No. And I could feel the impact. So me and the gentleman, because the gentleman's behind me. Yeah. And we both kind of jolt. And some lady's like... He broke the glass. Oh my gosh, <laughs> Catherine. That like gave me chills like yeah. in a bad way. Like, yeah. really? That just happened to you? Yeah, that like, was that was like three hours ago. What the yeah. if you like like that's normal to you? That's to not- some extent it is. Oh my I would have been like, what the Wow. And, and so the only New York part isn't just the fact that that isn't the fir- a first. Mm-hmm. It's also the fact of I had to be so conscious Mm -hmm. of the fact that since I'm the person by that window, Mm -hmm. in this moment, everybody on that bus has looked in my direction at Mm -hmm. least once. Mm -hmm. I personally was struggling between how visibly shaken I was, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. Because we've stopped. Mm -hmm. At this point, I don't know if somebody else walked on the bus Mm -hmm. who's looking for a target. Oh, God. Uh Right? It's as quick as that. You have to be constantly alert. Mm -hmm. So I... In my brain, I'm like, that was a lot. Mm -hmm. And then I'm also thinking, don't show that because you never know. Don't show like the fear. Don't show the, the, it shook me. Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. if somebody else, that's all it is, being targeted. You can easily be targeted. That's why they say, don't look somebody in the eye. Right? And it's that. And so having that moment, I was like... I guess only in New York. Yes. Oh my yeah. gosh. Wow. Well, I you're okay. Yeah, I'm good. good. <laughs> nothing. The glass. Nothing. Everything hurt. Like break. No. 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 Okay. It just like you know. Yeah, like you've cracked. ever seen the like, crap? Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay, but it was the impact that mm-hmm. was like. So, 
in this sense of we were just asking, you know, only in New York, um, I want to I wanna ask, like, advice. This podcast is not only, you know, to kind of enrich the lives of New Yorkers, continue to, but also those looking to move here, visit, whatever. Yeah. But particularly, if anyone's looking to move to New York City, like, what personal advice would you give to them? I mean, right now, mm-hmm. this is going to be, like, against what I would have said 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which is um, have a plan. Mm, okay. Like it's no longer necessarily a city you can come and it's like, I only had a dollar in my pocket. Mm, I've heard those stories. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's no longer that. Okay. Unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, as you're in the city, uh, you learn how to struggle in the city. Mm-hmm. But if you have a plan, why struggle when you don't need to? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So have a plan. Yep. First thing. Um, second thing, v- visit. Mm. But extensively visit. Okay. Don't touristy visit. Yeah. Visit and stay in the neighborhood you're considering living in. Like, actually go to the neighborhood. Stay there. Stay at an Airbnb. Right? Like, something like that. I mean, I know Airbnb. Girl, that's how you guys did this? Because no. that's what I did. <laughs> no. That's what I did. Like, I stayed in multiple Airbnbs in neighborhoods to, like, discover where it is we want to be and just feel the city before we actually even committed to the city. Right. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, it sounds logical, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I, but I think... That's the thing. Um, the younger you are, the the more you're not considering logic. You're mm-hmm. you're living with a, a dream. Yeah. And I get that. Except I think there's and this is just something you witness optically in the city. Homelessness is not just like an age group, mm-hmm. a specific demographic. There's a mental health co- um, component, but there are younger, right. striving, struggling. And I go, what what occurred? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing: not everybody has the backing, you know, wherever they came from or mm-hmm. where their how their mm-hmm. families mm-hmm. have a plan. That's the okay. biggest thing. Come visit and um, have no expectations. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, don't yeah. expect people to be what one like New York City and movies <laughs> or TV, and two, don't expect them to be like where you're from because mm-hmm. that's like me going to Spain and expecting it to be New York City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like anywhere in Spain or anywhere anywhere in the world. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you can't. I I couldn't go to L.A. and expect it to be New York City. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was the first fault that like I I did. Probably for the first two weeks, really. But it was it was less about the culture and it was more about the accessibility mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and how like sparse it is and like just not like community and like energy driven. No, just commuting. Yeah. I I looked at the map yeah. and I was looking at the map like if I was going in Manhattan, yeah. I was like I go walk there. I can't walk there. <laughs> no. That's not a sidewalk. That girl. is a highway, girl. girl. Oh my gosh! <laughs> in the suburban area, an hour outskirts. An hour outside of Los Angeles, where my parents live, I go there now, and I'm like, I'm a New Yorker. I could walk. I'm just walk to the store, which is like not far. Yep. And then I did this trek, and literally that there was like crossing the highway, and there was no actual walking path. And I'm like, okay, this is like a struggle. Yeah, you can walk there until you're the girl on the side of the yeah, road yeah. looking okay, crazy. Yeah. All right. So, like again, that's only in New York. You could only like walk. Okay, so such great advice like seriously and also don't expect the energy of wherever you live just you know it's different from new york's like uh actually that's not what i meant to say but whatever let's (laughs) move into anything you would say to new yorkers your fellow native new yorkers in what way just in any way like whether it's um I don't know, be nicer to tourists. I'm <laughs> just saying. <laughs> um, you know, uh, anything. Like. I mean, in lieu of being in this neighborhood where by Times Square, mm-hmm. I don't think I have to say this, but we all know what the rules are in Times Square. Mm-hmm. Like, this belongs to tourists. Mm-hmm. So if if you have to walk through it, um, have I, and this is something I say to myself. Sometimes I'm walking right on 42nd, and I'm like, you could have gone on another sh- block. <laughs> You just chose to walk here. So you know what you should have expected. Mm. So that's, you know what I mean? It's a little bit of like, I have to check myself. So I would say that, but these go unsaid because we know we just have to remind ourselves. Um, Another thing would be, um, let's try not to become a stereotype of our own culture in media. Like there's a difference between representing the New York culture Mm -hmm. 
and leaning into a stereotype mm. that will ultimately harm the New Yorker because mm. it will pigeonhole us. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Okay, now that was a big statement there. <laughs> okay, guys, we're going to dive into some culture <laughs> semi-stereotypes as we move along. But please, just in a nutshell, what do you mean by that? Like, what is the stereotype that you don't want people portraying in the media, pigeonholing, you know, the culture and New York. Well, I mean, I could start as easy as the accent. Mm -hmm. Like, we don't all have the same accent. I come from Brooklyn, so my accent is influenced by that borough, mm -hmm. right? But somebody from the Bronx isn't going to sound the same, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so, in regards to New Yorkers, mm -hmm. it's all fun and games when we're having a conversation about, like, coffee, water, whatever the word is, mm -hmm. right? But to some, at some point, um, the joke has been made. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So now we're just playing it up. True. Very true. And that could go anywhere. You could be in Boston, and they have certain words. Yeah. But at some point, I, I, I would never personally want to become a caricature of myself. Mm, okay. Right? We're sense. characters. We're people. Right. But we're not caricatures. That makes sense. Yeah. I, I mean. And we don't realize that fine line, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Because we're just being ourselves, except when we're doing it for on a grand scale, yeah. people are then coming here and there's nothing more annoying than somebody being like, say water. <laughs> and that's when you'd be like, can I curse? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fuck you. You <laughs> see what I'm saying? Oh, my gosh. Um, no, I think you brought up a great point. That's it's perfect. And I mean, I don't think that social media... Where the age we live in today, like, helps this, right? Yeah. Anything, like you said, it amplifies it. And so there's, like, some advice from a native New Yorker. Yeah. Really keep in mind, like, uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, even I've done it. I've made a video or two here or there. Mm -hmm. But that's not going to be all the videos I ever make. Right. At some point, you just are right. Right, right. a New Yorker. Right. I mean, you are. That's it. <laughs> You're just being you as is period yeah. period that that's that's it okay Catherine we have talked a lot about your New York story you've given so much great insight <laughs> we're almost rounding this particular segment up but I have um the last uh question that I want to ask and that is um if you and you probably have so many quotes about New York within here but like if you were to make up you know your own quote um or maybe even share one that sits out in the universe that you've heard that you like like what would that quote be I had one <laughs> when I first when you first like sent me this question. I had one. I didn't write it down. You're like, um, damn, damn, that was good. <laughs> um, <laughs> this was not. I'm, I'm not coining the term, yeah. but it is very. It'd be like that. It'd be like that. It'd be like that. What it'd be is like that? that? I mean, like, oh, damn. That happened? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It'd be like that. Oh, my In gosh. New York, it'd be like that. Really? You missed your train? It'd be like that. Oh, my. I've never heard that. This yeah. Is, okay. I love it. <laughs> I don't know if I could translate that into a quote. It just, it, the quote, I, I guess, in New York, mm -hmm. it'd be like that. Mm, I love it. I, that could go for anything, yeah. right? Yeah. You and could just. Know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the first thing that could, but again, I don't coin, I don't coin the, term, the, the phrasing of yeah, it'd be yeah, like yeah. that. Nope. It's lived out there, but yeah. you've summed it into a quote that yeah. is yours i love it thank you yeah oh my gosh it's been so amazing <laughs> learning literally where you're coming from where you're born like the neighborhood that kind of shaped you and made you okay we're gonna dive into our second segment gossip nista here I hope you're enjoying the show so far. I wanted to hop in here to ask that if you haven't yet, if you could please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast wherever you listen. This will help me reach more people and spread the word about New York City and those who love it. And if you want to stay up to date, be sure to follow at Gossipnista Podcast on Instagram. Now, back to the show. Catherine, in the second segment, we're going to talk about your online presence, how you went super viral on TikTok. You literally have about 250,000 like people that follow you, nearly 8 million views, and you have really like put out content out there that's made a lot of people laugh, made a lot of people happy, and I want to know like if your background 
comes in like from a social media background like what is your background career wise and then how did you become the you know online a sensation you are today that's that's a whole lot of stuff and let's start there (laughs) um lord sensation you know what that's a nice word word. no that's a right because it's it's like sensational I don't I, I I don't think anybody should ever be offended by that word, although it is a little awkward. Um, <laughs> I, so where did I I'm like, where did I start in 1988? No, no. <laughs> this is how we start everything. I'm like the second segment, too. That was the first hour. Here's the second. Okay. Um, uh, so. I've been in some version of media since I graduated college in 2010, mm-hmm. 20, like 09 technically, mm-hmm. but I started in post-production in the city. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing about, and you know this because you're from LA, mm-hmm. um, Hollywood isn't necessarily in New York City. Mm-hmm. And so if you want to pursue any version of mm-hmm. that, you got to find a version of that in New York City. Mm-hmm. Whatever that looks like mm-hmm. is where you land. Mm-hmm. For me, it was post houses. Okay, I started um, as a runner, as client services, as a, at a lot of boutique post houses mm-hmm. like post production okay. that's vfx graphics flame oh, editing cool. mm-hmm. all within the advertising space okay mm-hmm. that's where i started at the time i thought i wanted to be an editor um and then i realized i enjoyed the idea of producing more mm-hmm. i worked my way into realizing that for me it's all about storytelling mm-hmm. which is writing yeah um that Transitionally, I'm I'm moving very quickly. Um, I eventually in 2016, well, in 2015, I started uh, making like videos here and there for NBC Latino, mm. um, and that helped me land a internship at BuzzFeed in 2016, mm-hmm. which is why I had to go to LA. Mm. Um, yeah. That is a hub of yeah. BuzzFeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have it in New York, yeah. but the BuzzFeed like um, video mm-hmm. is out there. Okay. okay. BuzzFeed editorial was out okay. here, so for the writers mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. all of that. Um, and then I stood there for those few months, uh, which was amazing because I really got to, you know, I was around what are earlier classes for BuzzFeed because mm-hmm. they considered everything classes. Mm-hmm. So, um we're talking like uh, the testing ground of what I like to think of as the Mickey Mouse Club mm. of the Internet. Like wow. getting that internship was a golden ticket wow. for the Internet in okay. so many ways. Uh-huh. There's there's versions of it. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Especially within Latino content. Mm-hmm. Um, there was Flama at one point. Like I was I was at BuzzFeed before, but like like right when Pero like was coming out. Mm-hmm. And these were little Latinx hubs okay. within larger okay. companies. Yeah. Then I went to Meet Through, which is a Latinx company, yeah. um, and started producing for them, but all by coastal. So my job was more, uh, more so to make content that represented everything that was outside of the West Coast, mm. because that's the thing. A lot of these, um, a lot of the the stationing for these companies were on the West, mm. so the representation still only stands either West Coast or Mexican American. Okay, okay. And then sense. there is that extra side where it's like me as an Ecuadorian, I I like to say the difference between a chancla and a zapatilla, oh. or a uh, um, chisme uh-huh. versus bonchinche. I've never heard the second right the there bonchinche. Bonchinche, that's chisme. Really? Chismeando okay. is the same as bonchinchando. Uh-uh. Or like, we'll be like, yo, I got the chinch. That's bonchinche. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. right. Uh-huh. And so when I was working at those companies, I knew the difference between on, um, at the time on me too, it was going to work if I mm-hmm. found a clip and we said, when you're chismeando with your comadre or whatever. Uh-huh. But I would be like, I want to test bonchinchando because even though I knew Mexicans weren't going to get mm-hmm. it, I wasn't going for that. Okay. I yeah. was going for the Caribbean audience yep. that knew the word. The East Coast. Or, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, exactly. Because mm-hmm. I'm not Caribbean, but mm-hmm. I'm on the East Coast, so right. it was a word I grew up mm-hmm. with. Mm-hmm. But I also grew up with Telemundo and Univision. Yeah. And I'm South American, so yeah. chisme yeah. is a word, yeah, right, yeah. that we use. So it was that. I've made a lot of content for those type of places. And I utilized all those skills as a writer, as a producer, to um, start TikTok during quarantine because okay. I had no one else to... I'm going to pause you right there. Yeah. Because... You gave us a lot of background on where you've been, what yeah. you've done, and the amazing, like, you know, learnings within this. 
did, were you like a communications major, a multimedia major in school? Is that what led into your passion for like production? Um, I mean, in high school, I went, I went to a performing arts high school for okay. theater, mm -hmm. and then I went to college for communications with a minor in advertising. Well, there you go. Okay, yeah. just wanted to establish that. <laughs> yeah. That's why you are where you are. Okay, yeah. perfect. <laughs> All right, and so then you, um, from there, you said you started with TikTok in what sense? So, um... Since I, I was at those companies and we were doing um, content for everything, YouTube, Facebook, when Facebook was mm -hmm. like short form, mm -hmm. and um, Instagram, uh, I had realized at that point I started, I was working as a branded producer mm. um, right before the, the lockdown. Okay. And so I was no longer creating. Mm -hmm. I was just a liaison in between creators, managers, mm -hmm. and brands. Okay. Right? Um but then we got like in in the most fortunate of ways we all got laid off which mm -hmm. at the time didn't feel yeah. fortunate but then yeah. i was like okay i'm on unemployment there is no production because yeah. we're locked up right. what do i do yeah so i was like i was i became one of those people who was just like i'm bored i'm watching tiktoks mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then i was like okay let me um uh, figure out what this app is actually mm -hmm. trying to do. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I just started looking at the formats mm -hmm. um, that we already knew mm -hmm. through BuzzFeed's teachings yeah. on those other platforms. Okay, makes sense. And then I utilized it and... And you amplified it and... In my own way. Yes, <laughs> yeah. okay. And was there or was there... Okay, well, first of all, people are going to ask and I want to ask, like... yeah. I mean, you're so funny on these videos. Like, <laughs> at first, I thought you were just a comedian, right? Like, okay, so is that is that something you are? Like, uh, you know, put yourself in the wheelhouse of, or like, <laughs> not not at all. Like, I mean, I am not a stand up comic, and I'm not a comic, but I am a comedy writer, mm, right? Okay. And I like to differentiate those because of my respect for stand up comics, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and just the art of that. Mm -hmm. um, but on those other platforms, uh, I leaned more. Some here and there, I might make like a, I'm a cancer, mm -hmm. so I might make a, a pull your heartstrings video here and okay. there. But I um, like I don't know if you've seen on meet, at Mitu, I made a. Um, Beauty and the Beast's recreation in Mariachi and Flocorico. Okay, I think I did. And it was literally the tale is all this time mm -hmm. ballroom scene. Mm -hmm. And I found a yellow dress. Mm -hmm. And then I got a mariachi to fully do the audio oh of the song. Uh -huh. And then two Flocorico dancers to do the ballroom scene. That's amazing. And I read that the whole thing live okay. action. Uh -huh. That's me going, that's nostalgia, and my cancer loves a good tearjerker. <laughs> okay. But for the most part, I think that comedy is just something that's always been in my world, and mm -hmm. that's also what I was also creating on those mm -hmm. platforms. It was, like, yep. fun stuff. Yep. Okay, yeah. perfect. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay, back to the TikTok, because I feel, or know, or maybe I'm wrong, tell me if I'm wrong, was there a moment also that may have heightened your TikTok, you know, um, viralness in the sense of... Uh, I believe it's New York, Nico. He had yes. a contest about accents, New Yorker accents, right? Yeah. And were you part of this? And did this do anything in that realm? Like, Yeah, yeah, no, totally. Although that was a an Instagram uh, contest. Was it Instagram? Okay. Yeah. But um, at the time, I think I had made like three or four videos mm -hmm. already. Mm -hmm. And they weren't necessarily, I was just seeing, right? Mm -hmm. And I was doing mm -hmm. what everybody was doing in the sense of like um, lip syncing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was doing that. I'm not a dancer, so I was like, <laughs> we're not going to dance. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I would have gone viral for, look at how sad this is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that would have been me dancing. <laughs> but uh, um, those first few videos, like, I got, what, 100, 200 views, and I was like, okay, this isn't working, but whatever. I didn't care because yeah. that wasn't the goal. It wasn't, like, mm -hmm. virality. And then a friend of mine was like, yo, you should just do this um, – Nico thing because I had a story mm -hmm. that I uh, had told them yeah. and they were like it's just it's the way you say stories <sighs> and then when sometimes in certain stories I play the characters that yeah you do play them right. you play them well and it's the elevator lady we're talking about right I'll insert it here guys <laughs> for you okay but actually you really need to see it so <laughs> I mean you can hear it because yeah. it's, it's storytelling yeah. the other day I'm in my hallway waiting for the elevator me and this dude are standing six feet apart we looking at each other like yo when we get up in there you're gonna stand over there I'm gonna stand over here we don't breathe we don't look at nothing until we get to our floor back so some lady comes in in a scooter not a wheelchair a scooter 
And this is what happened. Beep, beep. I'm gonna need y'all to stand in your corners so that I can get in and have room. And I'm like, I'm sorry, lady, but there's social distancing. You're gonna have to wait for the other elevator. And she's like, Nana, you don't have to be rude. What are you gonna do? You're gonna fight with a lady? No, you're gonna let her in the elevator. So that's what we did, right? So we get to the seventh floor and I finally had to get out. So I'm like, Excuse me, lady, I'm gonna need you to scoot out because I got my bags and I don't fit through that little slither between you and the door. Wow. You really comfortable. Tu bien cómoda. So I'm like, comfortable? You the one in a fucking scooter. How am I comfortable, bitch? You can stand all day. And it was that my friend was like, you're, you're showcasing your accent while telling a story, mm -hmm. which is what's going to make it different because there, other people had already started submitting mm -hmm. and it was just a, for some people, it was just a rundown of the list of words, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. so they were like, this might make, make you a contender. And I was like, mm -hmm. all right, I'll do it, whatever. Mm -hmm. So I did it, posted it on Instagram. And then I was, since the video was already made, I was like, might as well. Yeah. Right. Might as well put it on six. Yeah. I had no, it was not made for that though. Mm -hmm. And so it, it was the first one that did well enough. Mm. And I was like, there's something here. Oh, yes. So okay. the okay. producer of my mind was like, I see it. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That is awesome. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I, I love, again, that video, all your content. I mean, you. You, you intermix between like a lot of things, well, you know, keeping the New Yorker aspect to it. And, and I'm like so drawn to it. And, <laughs> and so you are doing production with Currently? Currently. Oh, um, currently, I am a writer, creative producer on um, Amazon Prime Video's uh, TikTok mm -hmm. team. Okay. So I do actually do that professionally. Yeah. I'm okay. a contractor, so I'm mm -hmm. not necessarily a full-time employee for the company. But um, I utilize just my experience. Mm -hmm. And then it also just works out that I am active on the app. Yeah. So I'm still within social, but now I'm doing it. Um, this is the first time I've worked for a company for original content mm -hmm. in the sense that it's not my original content. I am finding new ways yeah. to showcase their original content. They're getting your talent, your brain, your creativeness. So yeah. that's amazing. All right. Yeah. Okay, so I'm so excited of, with everything you shared. But <laughs> I know you have another project that yes. you have been working on as well. And I want you to share that. And it's a podcast. Yes. So please tell us about that. Yes. Um, so I have a few. I have two, if you don't mind. Wait. Sure. Uh, well, not podcasts, but okay. two projects. Okay, please. Um, I have the podcast um, is actually with comedian Gina Brion. Mm. Um, so me and Gina started this podcast in 2019. We mm. took a long, extensive hiatus. The, um, the, the podcast. podcast. Mm. So the current iteration is Mess in Progress. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, we are, because we're in an extensive uh, hiatus, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we're looking at what where we are now okay. compared to 2019. 2020 was 20 years in itself in one yeah, year, yeah, right? Yeah. So 2019, we were one place and now we're in a different place. Mm -hmm. But you can catch the first three seasons of um, Mess in Progress on okay. all platforms. Perfect. Um, and it's comedy-based. Uh, our tagline is the homegirl's guide to self-help, mm -hmm. which is just her and I are constant messes and one of the biggest um things that we have in common beyond our friendship beyond comedy is the fact that we're just two women from a generation apart mm. so we kind of tackle subjects from our generation mm, I love that. and that's a yeah. big thing because it yeah. gives the perspective yep. and she's also a mother married i'm single and that <laughs> on the bus getting hit by no oh my gosh i love that so okay. yeah so Mass in Progress. Mass in Progress. You can tune into that wherever you download your podcast. Okay, but you noted another project that I'm not aware of, so I'm like super excited for this as well. So yes. please tell us. Um, so this one is actually, um, I am co-writing with another comedian, um, Sasha M Mercy Medina. Okay. Um, she uh, has an original show called The Medinas. Mm -hmm. um, it's now a Snapchat original, mm -hmm. and it's a weekly like show. Okay, and it's just comedy based about her family. She's Dominican American, mm -hmm. and it's very like in the Eddie Murphy world where she plays every character. Okay, and it's based in these three characters: her mom, her brother, and the the girl, okay. who's an iteration of her, but not exactly okay. her. And it's just having fun writing a very The Office style oh with Latinos, short form, yeah. five minute episodes. Okay. okay. And it comes out every Friday and Saturday on Snapchat. 
Holy. Okay. Oh my God. First of all, you're working with a lot of comedians here. Yeah. Obviously, uh, a great comic writer and you, you know just creator. So kudos to that. And I'm gonna say this because one, I can't keep up with all the social medias. Okay. So Snapchat. Snapchat. The Medinas. The Medinas. Okay. Mess in progress. Wherever you listen to progress. Mm-hmm. And um. Uh, I'm like, what else am I doing? And then just my own channel, which yeah. is on Instagram and TikTok, Catherine G. Mendoza. Perfect, perfect, yeah. perfect. Okay, but you can't get the 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 project you're working on Snapchat anywhere else. Just Snapchat. You have to download currently. Okay, currently. Um, eventually, mm-hmm. it might be elsewhere. Okay, but for now, it's on that. Like you'll find um snippets of the show on Sasha Mercy's like Instagram, perfect. but they're just um trailers, teasers. Yeah. So that people will go see them weekly yeah. on Snapchat. But eventually, you know, if somebody's really like, oh, I'm yeah. anti-Snapchat, I don't know, or maybe they are. And I'm like, I'm not going to pressure you, uh, but you're just going to have to wait longer. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love it. So many projects. So much great stuff you've given me. Like, yeah. literally, your New York story, like, where your background is, right, in media and how you've become this, like, super successful person on it comedic writer everything like I, I like I'm I'm like warm inside <laughs> <laughs> thank you yeah. thank you for having me no of course okay but I, I want to I know like am I missing anything in these two segments is there anything that I may have not asked like New York related your story that you want to kind of put out there before we dive into dun 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 our third <laughs> segment guys which is going to be a whole lot of New York related uh, questions that Catherine is going to give you the lowdown on um uh, no, not that I can think of. No, actually not. I'm, it's so funny because I'm going to walk out of here and I'm going to be like, I know exactly what it was. Um, <laughs> no worries. But, but I, oh, I will say uh, on my actual page, as I said, I like to think I don't necessarily live in a niche within mm-hmm. my like socials. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I like to mix it up. So my mother character, she's Latina, mm-hmm. but you can tell she's Latina with the Spanglish Mm-hmm. And she's not necessarily New York. Mm. So there's something there for like, because I'm going to be honest, not everybody cares as much about New York as I do. And I get that. That's and not get, true. They're not, they're not on this podcast. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, just to say that you're not going to, it's it's not going to be a page filled with just New York. Mm, so perfect. there's something and or like I, if I'm, if I'm into it, sometimes right now I'm into Brene Brown. Mm. And so mm-hmm. I'm talking a lot about yeah. vulnerability. Yeah. I always add a little bit of my like perspective, yeah, yeah, yeah. but that's why I said I'm um, inevitably going to end up being very New York, even when I'm not talking about New York. Yeah. So you, yeah, you're just you're just going to love Catherine Pushy as period. <laughs> so follow along in all the areas where you can find her on social, guys. Catherine, it's been such a pleasure up Yay! to this segment. So let's move on to our next segment. I feel like there should be a button a where know. like a. a, a the 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 speed round. Oh, this is not speed round. We got forty questions. The speed round comes at the end. That's the New York minute. Okay. Thanks for tuning in to Gossip Mista. Your support means the world. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please be sure to hit the subscribe button and share this podcast with your friends. Can't wait till next week's episode. Follow along on Instagram at Gossip Mista to get my latest New York happenings. But if you live and breathe New York City like I do and want even more. Go to our website at gossipmista.com, explore, and subscribe to our newsletter to get insider tips first. Lastly, if you have any questions and or scoop on the city, you can email me at gossipmista at gmail.com. Until next time, you know you love me. XOXO, Gossipmista.